Hey everyone, welcome to a quick shot of romance. I am Becky and I am super excited to be joined for this episode by Leah. Hi Leah. Hi Becky. So I can't believe this is the first quick shot we are doing about this author and her books. I know. I'm so excited though, because this is a series that everybody needs to be reading. It is. And it's so funny. So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Silent Lies by Nevea Alta. This is book eight in the Perfectly Imperfect series. So I have to tell a little bit of a story. I actually found this author and this series quite by accident. Mm-hmm. I was on... You're in your dark era. <laughs> I was in my dark era getting ready to work through the Mafia episode. And I was looking specifically for like a single dad mafia romance. I really was looking for a single dad nanny mafia romance because I don't think there's one out there. There's there's a small smattering because I've come across a couple, but they're very few and far between. So I went looking for single dad mafia romances and I found um, this series. Mm hmm. I think Broken Whispers. I started with book two, which gave Leah a little bit of the hives. Well, it happens. But it was really good. It was really good. And I really just am enjoying this series. But also that one had like Jill Ram's Hour of Silent Vows vibes too, which is why I think a lot of us really liked it. Because then it made us find like, we wanted those like selective mute yeah books so it was delightful super delightful um we'll link the synopsis of this book and our on the shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com the release date for this book is october 19th 2023 tropes mafia this Mm -hmm. is deception trope but it's like deception both ways and multiple and kind of not deception but deception at the same time it's like a whole mixed bag of deception it's mutual deception and it's a little bit of everything lots of lies lots of secrets mm-hmm. um it's an age gap enemies mm-hmm. to lovers forced marriage possessive alpha hero they're absolute opposites my gosh like the most opposite opposites you can ever have so on so now that i say that on the surface they're opposites but if you think about what our main character, our heroine, is kind of hiding. Their trauma is very similar. Yeah. It was almost parallel. Yeah. It was more of a case where, like, their personalities and their projections are the opposites. But their traumas were the same. But how they dealt with those traumas were very different. The way they face the world seems to be very different, too. Like, well, Yes. Um, I, it's, he's absolute protector, toucher and die vibes. If you are looking for that over the top alpha hero that, um, that's not even take your eyeballs. Well, it's more of a look at her and I'll scoop your eye out. Right. Literally just putting that out there, friends. Um, the series is the perfectly imperfect series. These are absolute standalones. They are slightly interconnected, but they are not fully interconnected. They're interconnected in the sense where you will see a character from another book. And that's about it. But that's about it. The stories do not intertwine. Like the stories don't overlap. Like you meet characters. Like we met the heroine for the next book and we visited heroes and heroines from books previous. 
but it the only reason they connect is because there's a connection to the characters in this book so if it wasn't for that there would no be no connection whatsoever they all dance in the same world and they have business interactions but one book is not reliant on the next book no these are true standalone and the other thing i like about this series is you know oftentimes in mafia we get like a trilogy mm -hmm. or a duet and nevea alta does not she gives us one hea per book front to back like oh, and they're short and concise too yeah like the books are only like 250 maybe 300 pages for the longer ones i don't even think she makes it that far like lengthwise they're short they're concise they're like not every book is the most dynamic thing you'll ever read there are some standouts some not but they're all well done the stories well we might not love them they're good um so point of view for this one is dual first person put out percentage is 47 percent um there is not a third act breakup in this book no so content warnings first of all i don't often read the author notes you know because i'm me um and i will say i did read the epilogue in this book but i'm glad i did because it was adorable it was adorable um but read the author note but here's the content warning straight from the author's page in the book uh, please be aware that this book contains content some readers may find disturbing, such as mentions of an immediately fa immediate family member's death, as well as graphic descriptions of violent torture and gore. The other thing I want to mention is there is mention of suicide. Yeah. Um, but there's that. So also, so one of the things that's interesting about this book is our hero, Drago. Mm-hmm. Um, he loses his father and one of his sisters in a and bomb. His mom. His mom was there too. No, no, because no, because that person is his mom's is his dad's ex-wife. It wasn't his mom. Oh, it wasn't his mom. No, his mom and dad, like were, like he his dad had been married and they were divorced. And he married his mom. I, and so he, they had Drago. And then a few, a few years later, because there was a big gap between oh, Drago true, yeah. and his sisters. But no, Keva, Kiva, she's not his mom. Because when he introduces her she was to the Sienna, he's like, he's like, this is my oh. father's ex-wife. See, and I just took it to mean like he didn't say ex-wife he and, or he didn't say widow instead of ex-wife. Yeah, yeah ex-wife. Interesting. Because his mom and dad died in the bomb. And then his one of the twins did. Okay. So in that bombing, it's in the prologue, we mm -hmm. learn that Drago has some hearing loss. Yes. And if you read the author's note, she does an exceptional job of explaining mm -hmm. what his hearing loss is and how it affects what he hears. Yeah, and it was nice to have that because there was like little nuances that you could pick out. But even if she hadn't done that author's note with that specific instance, like there's enough description throughout the story that it explains it well enough. Because like there's a point where Sienna figures it out and Keva like is talking to her about it. And so like she explains it a little bit more like why he hear certain volumes and certain pitches so I feel like we would have been okay without the author note but I appreciate that she did that at the same time there was a moment in this book where um 
Drago is having an internal monologue and um, Sienna laughs. And he says, I wish I could hear her laugh. My heart mm-hmm. broke a little bit for him in that moment. Well, and there were a couple things too where like she whispers something and it was a pretty profound moment in like what she says. And like he says she would have, she had to have whispered it because he couldn't even feel it. Yeah. Because they were close enough, like, he, but he couldn't hear like the rumble, but he could see her lips moving. So like he knew what she said. He's like, I wish I could hear that or even like feel that is how he put it. I like that she did that because it gave him some softness and humanity that we didn't necessarily get in a lot of interactions. No, because he's kind of a psycho. Um, Kind of a psycho? I'm fairly certain he is a psycho. No, because he loves, he loves his sister and he falls in love with Sienna and girl, he digs out people's eyes because they look at her and he is not okay with that. Like touch her and die. Like with your eyeballs, people, you couldn't even look at her. Like, and he like, so he owns this club and he tells everybody and it's like very exclusive. Everybody who goes into this club, you will not look at my wife. He takes them to his office and puts their eyeballs in a cup. And they walk out with them. I think the best moment was when Sienna was like, why will no one make eye contact with me? Well, and then the one point where his sister's like, he's going to get a spoon. And she's like, why would he need a spoon? And she tells her and she's like, oh, he won't do that. And then she looks over and he's like sharpening a spoon. I think so. Let's talk about Sienna. Sienna is this like. She's a she's a mafia. Well, she's a bit of a mafia princess, but she's she is, but she isn't at the same time. She is bright. She is colorful. She is. Oh, my God. The description of these outfits. I'm like, she is like, I don't even know what what she is wearing. She wears sequins. She like the the chicken coat, the chicken coat. But he loves her chicken coat. It's just like a bright yellow furry coat that she wears to their wedding day. And everything matches. But she is this rainbow of chaos that has entered his darkness. But as you get below the surface, inherently that's who she is. There's a lot of pain behind that sparkle. There's so much pain behind the sparkle. And like... It's one of those things where you have to read it to really like understand it. But I just really love the way that the author created this character for her because she is an extremely intelligent and smart, like street smart, mafia smart. Well, I think her background is very interesting. So we talked about how they had these parallel backgrounds. Sienna is the sister of a Nostra Costa underboss it's costa nostra i think oh did i mix it I think all you up you have to order wrong yeah. whatever co- co- the italian nostra. the sicilian italian mob her brother is an underboss yes and she is also a twin yes and um her twin <laughs> at one point is kidnapped and sexually assaulted mm-hmm. found and gets married to so she- yeah, she's like three books prior to this. So if you want that story, right. read that one. It's very good. So 
if but she harbors a lot of guilt she because does of that she does but she also harbors a lot of guilt in the way her parents died like girl like the guilt drowns her and so she creates this fluffy persona yeah and i just i really identified with her character but i like how so this was different in mafia books for us because drago's whole he's serbian serbian mafia which i don't know that i've mm -hmm. ever read a serbian mafia book before i think i maybe have come across one or two but again not right not a ton loved. um he his entire family everybody that's part of his family that is single that does not lives have children house. lives mm -hmm. at the main compound in the house yeah and it's mass chaos and oh my god there is a scene because sienna is a princess she had mm -hmm. maids and cooks and stuff but she's helped everybody pulls their own weight so people help with mm -hmm. cooking and dishes when she puts the soap the kitchen soap in oh, the dishwashers in the <laughs> i was dying but the but it's one of those things where she was never exposed to that stuff she was never taught how to do it she wanted she really wanted to be welcomed and be a part of this family because like she didn't feel that welcomeness like from the get-go but it didn't take long for everybody in the family to fall under her spell because she is inherently like this sweetheart of a person who again though is a little diabolical and super intelligent because there's this one point where she's sitting down and talking about how he can launder money through this like right. like business that he should set up and like she has like a step-by-step -step process so like girl knows what she's talking about she was she is not all chicken coats and sparkles no she was super smart learns language she learned serbia that serbian which is one of the that secrets was, that she was hiding that was and actually, that was one of the reasons they got married in the first place. And you learn that right off the bat because languages are kind of like her thing. Yeah. So incredibly smart. There were some really dynamic side characters that if Nevea holds to how she typically does her books, I hope that we get to well, meet. This, this twin sister? I want, I think she'll get a book and I, I bet the, it's the brother. The twin sister needs a book, but I uh -huh. also want um, Philip his right-hand man. I feel like uh -huh. there's something more under there. Um, mm -hmm. But honestly, this book was so good. It was such a great read. I've really been struggling with reading lately. And this was one that I was mad that I couldn't read it, that I had to do grown-up things. Um, grown-up things are the worst. But it's one of those books that draws you and you don't want to put it down, too. It wasn't one of those books. There weren't missteps. The pacing was really well done. Like, She's kind of hit her stride, I feel like, in yeah. these last couple books that she's written. And I and I think that's the thing. And like when you need that, when you need that psycho a little bit in your life, like Draco was the perfect psycho. And it was like he has he I, I don't want to spoil it, but he has a very gruesome side to how he deals with violence in his um in his world and he's a businessman and has plans, but then he has dogs that are currently wearing satin bows. Because she, well, and she, well, and at one point in the book, he looks at the dogs because she likes to match the dogs to what color she's wearing for the day. 
but you honestly, like Becky said, the epilogue, like the opening of the epilogue, you need to read it because it's adorable. And I just, it just really shows like the softness that she brings out in him. He's still a ruthless, crazy psycho, but like that softness that she creates in him is 1000% worth the epilogue read. Absolutely. It was, I'm so glad that I read it because it was really <laughs> a phenomenal epilogue and it just made my heart so happy. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Uh, thank you, Leah, for reading Silent Lies with me. Of course, it was it was worth the read. I'm so glad we found this author and it's really been a highlight of reading this year. It has. Yes. Um, if you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance, send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. And, and until next time, <laughs> until next happy time, happy reading, everybody. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 